0: You know, we wanted to do a question and answer time or question and response time. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we hear a lot of questions and even online, there's just so many different takes and people have different experiences. And, you know, there's a lot of hurt out there. There's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of mistrust. There's a lot of confusion. And um, we don't have all the answers, but we have been through church hurt We've been through betrayal, through crazy theology and weird relational behavior. And mm-hmm. uh, and so but through it all, we have seen the faithfulness of God. Right. And at the end of the day, the only reason we're still in ministry is because he's revealed himself to be loving, gracious, fi- faithful mm-hmm. and satisfying. And honestly, I can't imagine life without Jesus because I've tasted and seen just how good he is. And so we just have three questions that we want to work through. And the first one is, you know, we hear this a lot, but if you're hurt by the church, um, do you continue to stay in that local church? So Um, what would you say to someone who's asking those type of questions?
1: So first I would say, who's the, who are you being hurt by? So if it's a member of the body and you're both members and there has been some offense or, um, preconceived offense where you, you, you're not sure, but maybe they're not looking at you the right way or they didn't text you back. Um, my encouragement would be go talk to them first. Um, and just clear it up, be gracious, be merciful. Cause you really don't know the reasons why. You don't know why they haven't texted you back. You don't know why they maybe looked at you a little funny. You just don't know. And so the best thing for you is not to assume, not to be trapped in that that place where you just automatically think the worst thoughts ever. Yeah. Go directly to them. Um, and I would piggyback on that. Don't gossip about them. Um, yeah. Because that is a real thing that unfortunately in churches happens more too often than it creates more problems. Yeah. With Christians. Um, we hurt so many people. I have been personally hurt by gossip. Um, so don't talk about them. Go talk to them. Um, if you've been hurt by a leader and IE that would be a pastor, an elder or a deacon or a ministry director, someone over you, um, in any position, Then biblically, um, the Bible explains how you can do that. You know, first go to them, um, make an appointment, have a conversation. And then if that doesn't go well, if you don't leave and it's not um, reconciled, then it tells you to go back with someone else, bring someone with you. Um, Hopefully there's a mediator, someone that can sit in between you and mediate the situation, help you guys work it out because the hope, the goal is reconciliation. Mm -hmm. Um, But Timothy and I have gone through this. If there is just some, some discovering if you're talking to this leader and you discover some other things, um, maybe some things that the church believes, maybe some spiritual practices maybe some other theology or doctrine that you weren't aware of um, and it goes against the Bible um, and what the Bible teaches, or you're just like, this is not healthy um, way of thinking, then my encouragement to you, again, would be leave healthy. Leave on good terms the best that's up to you. Right. Um, don't leave and slander the church. Don't leave and slander the leaders. Um, leave the best you can. Um, and that's really up to you. So Timothy and I, in both of our experiences that we have walked this through, um, we practiced that. We left um, the best way we could, as much as it was up to us. Right. Um, and that didn't mean we remained friends with those people. Um, we actually didn't. Um, we had to cut some ties. Um, but we, we really worked hard on wanting to leave the best way we could.
0: Right. And I would say, you know, going back to if it's, you know, member on member, Um, there is no perfect church. (laughs) No (laughs) Um, offense is a real thing. And sometimes it's perceived. Sometimes it's real transgression, Mm -hmm. real sin. Um, But the goal always is reconciliation. And remember the scripture says that love covers over a multitude of sins. So although there is no perfect church, um, we do want to strive for a healthy church and healthy church Um, has qualified leaders, has good theology, not just in on, you know, a form or on the website, but in practice it's emphasized and lived out of and it revolves around the gospel. And so, you know, learning to ask the right questions, you know, talking with leaders and um, ultimately, you, you know, leaving a church shouldn't be an easy thing. Right. Um, Because there is no perfect church, you have to leave room for mistakes and for for even sin. And that's one of the beauties of the local church is that we practice forgiveness. Right. But when there's continued sin or defensiveness or a toxic environment of leadership or abuse, anything like that, that is showing itself to be a deeper issue than just something that can be reconciled and glorify God in that movement of grace, Mm -hmm. then that's where you have to really consider and pray. And like Tara said, um, leave well, right. And, and that may involve talking with another pastor or friend or someone that can help you navigate that. And if they have, you know, leadership above them, um, you know, whether it's a denomination or some type of leadership council, it's talking with them and just, but But leaving well, not gossiping, and and doing your best because we are intended to, um, especially if you're a member of the church, to be there. Right. But if something is toxic and it's not healthy, then then that's where it may need to be escalated. Yeah. Uh, Number two is I've been severely hurt by the church and I'm now questioning God. You know, maybe they're Mm. bitter or angry. So what should I do? Um, <laughs> I you start?
1: know,
0: you know, I, I, I know that one thing is that when you are beginning to question God and, mm-hmm. and the thing that you need, like we talked about today is you need to have Jesus reveal himself again,
1: right? um,
0: and let him know that I love you. Yeah. And that, that becomes the, the moment where your heart begins to warm and you begin to be open to getting back with other Jesus followers mm-hmm. and community. because um, if you have a hard heart towards God, then no matter, it could be the best church in the world. You're, you're, you're not going to experience it well. Yeah. Um, and so, but how you get there is a whole nother story. Yeah. Right. Um, it takes time. I know for you, it mm-hmm. required you working mm-hmm. And driving in your commute 45 minutes away and then through the providence and sovereignty of God, orchestrating certain events and relationships to eventually get you to the place where you could. So sometimes it just looks like working.
1: It looks different. And and here's the thing. It looks different for everyone. That healing process um, is real. And you need to make space and time for it. Um, And that's my biggest encouragement. Don't just jump from one church to another. If you have been severely hurt, what I mean by that is don't just go serve right away and just get back up Um, unless you feel like his grace and mercy and you have been able to forgive and you are good. Then, I mean, I've seen that God can do that. Um, But if you're in a really bitter place and there's a lot of bitterness that you have and a lot of hurt and you're questioning God um, now more than just the people that hurt you, um, then then my friend, I would tell you, you need to heal. And that may look like going to outside counseling. Um, Timothy and I found great counselors during our time that we took off of ministry for two and a half years um, that were a huge source also um, to our healing. Um, we did make space um, even during my bitterness and anger stage because that is a real stage. You're grieving and you're mourning something that was lost. That should not be something that broke and it is grievous and, and you should mourn. And so during my anger stage of that process, um, I we, we started reading the Bible together as a family. Um, and so I had to remember, I had to take time and space and remember that I had to separate first God from man and that my father in heaven, the one that I did meet, the one that gave me the faith and and the salvation to open my eyes and to see him, I had to go back to that and remember him and remember his faithfulness and remember that he's nothing like man. Um, He is perfect and loving and kind and whatever he is bringing me through in his story has a greater purpose. And though it may be painful and I don't understand all the whys, um, I can sit and trust him because he's faithful to bring me through it. Um, And that looked like me trusting him to start listening to the Bible again, start going to counseling. Um, Even we started going to a church where it was a good friend of ours and we sat under the teaching. I didn't serve. I just sat under teaching um, and that was things that I had I I knew even though I didn't feel like it I needed to practice because sometimes
0: church hurt could just be that you're burned yeah, and you're burned up and used up and you just feel taken advantage of yeah. or not considered I know we actually we, know yeah. a lot of people who just feel that they, they, they're not appreciated, they're just used and yeah. eventually they just kind of they wear out, out.
1: Yeah. and
0: they leave hurt now in that moment, they may need to... And we actually know people that only go to church when they serve. Yeah. And we have to serve from a yeah. place of abundance and a place of identity and a place of rest and of Jesus, you know? And so when that's not happening, it's easy to burn out. It's easy to get hurt. When we are in our flesh... Um, it's so easy. No good happens from that. Yeah. And so I would just encourage you... If you still have affections for Jesus and maybe Mm -hmm. you're just barely hanging on, maybe just pick up some some rhythms of grace or spiritual practices. Like we mentioned, reading the Bible, counselor, um, trusted friend, or or if you still are at the place where you're like, I want to just find a church and just sit under good gospel preaching. And please know not all preaching is equal. Right there. there, Some preaching is not going to help you. But if it's exalting Jesus, if it's rooted in the gospel, big God theology, um, that accounts for suffering and lamentations, but ultimately points you to Jesus, then that is going to minister to your soul. Um, not all preaching is equal. So find a church that preaches the gospel and Sit under it and let the Holy Spirit begin to work in you. And, and And qualified leadership is another thing that's important. But if you're just so angry and bitter, another thing I was thinking about is don't hang around other angry and bitter <laughs> right. people because we've been there. Yep. We've been angry and bitter and we like to hang out sometimes with, with angry, angry and bitter, bitter people. people. And you just be angry and bitter yeah. together and you don't help Doesn't anyone. Help. And, um, you know, there may be people in your life that are like that lightning rod that you can just dump on. Um, If you can't dump on Jesus, you dump on them, but hopefully they're gospel oriented and they can listen and absorb it and then point you back to Jesus. But, um, this is a tough, tough time in people's lives. And, so I would just encourage you to, like Tara said, sit under good preaching, uh, gospel preaching, find a counselor, incorporate some rhythms of grace, take yeah. the time. It is a process and, yeah. and, and don't beat yourself up.
1: Right. Um,
0: and so anything else?
1: No, I think that's great. I think the time, just remember, yeah. like for us, it was a good 18 months of yeah. real healing. But that was something the counselor told us that, for me, was just it opened my mind to realize that healing, we rush it.
0: Yeah, and I would just say, don't and fake it to make it.
1: Don't fake to just get over it. Don't fake it to make
0: Cause it because it
1: will come back up. It, it will if you don't heal from the trauma. If you've suffered deep betrayal, if you've really been abused by leaders, um, even if you were asked to leave a church, that's trauma. That's traumatic. So um don't just. Go, don't just go over it very quickly and be that, you know, think like you just got to pull yourself up by bootstraps and get back to work. Don't do that. And this also <laughs>
0: a note from like the sermon, like this could be spiritual warfare, right? Yeah. Satan demanded to sift Peter like wheat. Yeah. I don't understand the why, but... The good news is that Jesus prayed for him and that his faith wouldn't fail and that he would turn. And so if you find yourself in just this dark place, a spiritual warfare, oppression, um, take hope that Jesus is praying praying for for you. you. That's huge. Um, And number three, uh, how do I start connecting again with the church community? I'm nervous and I don't want to get hurt again. Well, Hmm. you know, just kind of peel the bandaid off quickly. um, You may get hurt again. Yeah. And there's no guarantee. There's no guarantees because there is no perfect church. We're shooting for a healthy mm-hmm. church. So sometimes it's just managing expectations. It's looking at a church. So, for example, Vintage Church, we're, <laughs> we're in beginning stages of replanting it. Sometimes it's a little chaotic or yeah, it's messy. Or messy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're still building. And so yeah. just like when you're constructing a house... You know, there's a difference between coming into a nice, well furnished house and being like, "This is nice." Um, we're we're looking to do our backyard, and it's like, eh, not it so much. Now there'll be a day, hopefully God willing, where there's like nice cement and landscaping, and we have like
1: a fire pit and
0: barbecue, yeah. and that's going to be awesome. But yeah. now that's not that. Yeah. You know, <laughs>
1: <It> <laughs> and, looks like a hot and mess. so
0: in some churches, you know, they're in a process, and, yeah. and you have to know that and not yeah. expect this when it's this. Right. And so, because there may come times in your church experience where you get triggered Yep. and you yes. know, what, what may be some things that oh, trigger my goodness. you?
1: I mean, even for us to go back into ministry after our time away, I had to really understand my triggers. I had to know what those were and, um, manage them in a healthy way. Um, and so when they rise, so, you know, if someone doesn't text me back, if someone looked at me funny, if someone questioned something or, or maybe the tone of their voice, um, sounded hurtful or, you know, they were just kind of like to the point kind of people. And here's the deal. The body, we are, we are messy individuals. We are sinners in need of Jesus. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that separates us from the world. I just know I'm a sinner. I need Jesus. Like I am no better than anyone else. Um, and so really taking a step back when those triggers happen and kind of go, okay, okay. One, I'm loved and insecure in God; He loves me. Right. And two, this individual in front of me, um, she loves Jesus, and it could easily be a misunderstanding. It could be a whole lot of things. So for me not to just jump to all the worst assumptions possible, um, and and work it out. and it, it's I mean we've been here for a year, almost a year in right. July. Um, and it, it's healthier relationships with individuals. It's much grace, much mercy looking at, oh, they've been, they've had a busy week or they're doing a lot of things and taking that all into account, not just judging someone on, you know, a text message or maybe a sharp, you know, comment that they made, not just making a swift judgment right then and there about them, but taking a step back and showing grace and mercy because I need grace and mercy every day when I talk to individuals. So I have to understand that. And that's a trigger that I have because of the betrayal I suffered. So I come in going, I need to trust God first. He put me here. So that's the big thing I would say. If you're afraid to get back connected into a church, know this, Timothy and I prayed a whole lot before we took this job um, here, this calling, really. We don't see a calling to come back here. um. And we took that serious uh, because we're not serving man, we're serving God. And if I keep that in the front, that I am doing what Jesus wants me to do, then I don't fear man. And it's easier for me to love men and women much easier and show grace and mercy um, because I'm secure in who I am in Christ Jesus. I I work out of that security. Um, And so you should look for a church where the leadership is very humble um, that's a big trademark that, I, that we look Humble, for. Humility. Hum, humility is huge. Um, huge, huge, huge. I cannot express that enough. Um, and
0: integrity, which means that yeah. they don't always get it right. But if they do, they are quick to say, hey, I, hey I'm I sorry,
1: up. I messed up. They're quick to, they're quick to repent. If you bring something to them, they're quick to repent. Um, those got those type of leaders are, are awesome. Right. Um, and you can trust them. Um, that doesn't mean they're not going to fail you or make mistakes because they will. Um but if they're marked by humility, then they'll be quick to say sorry and repent. Um, but, but also pray, ask Jesus where he wants you because he may want you at a church, like Venice Church where it's a replant, right? And um, you have a part to play and, and wait on the Lord before you play your part. We sat in a church for over a year before we served. Right. We didn't do anything. And then it was the Lord that put on both of our hearts to become prayer ministry. Like we were deacons over prayer. And we did that together. And that was Jesus leading us to that. Because
0: they needed, we saw a need. Yep. We looked at ourselves and said, hey, we can fit that need. Right. And so then we talked with the pastor and then began to serve.
1: And Jesus led us there. So, um, but we took a year off of no serving. And so even coming here and becoming... A pastor and a pastor's wife get into a ministry from the ground up, like rebuilding a church. Uh, Jesus led us here, right? So that's a huge point. Pray. It may take you going to a couple churches. Um, ask good questions of the leadership. Ask what their theology and doctrine is. Ask what their leadership model is. Ask accountability questions. Um, like really do your homework and look before for you transparency.
0: Connect authenticity,
1: yeah,
0: humility, humility right? is a huge Because at the end of the day, what, what you are looking for is, like I said, not a perfect church, no. a healthy church. Yeah. And, and there may be times, like we talked about this in the series, because there's a continuum of maturity. You may have really immature people in the church, but you're, you're, you're hoping that the leaders, they're qualified and they're maturing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, You have a continuum here, but you're looking for a healthy church that's striving for health and and looking to build a culture that's around the gospel, um, which is humility, service, generosity, radical grace, love, um, fighting for justice, you know, looking for fighting for widows and orphans. They they, they smell like Jesus, right? Right. Right. And that's when we say we want to make Jesus irresistible. He is. Yeah. Um, and only the spirit can rot that in our lives and in our churches. But we want something that smells like Jesus. When we look at the scriptures and, and also I would just say this, don't over romanticize the, the new Testament churches. Cause when you look at Corinth and some of these other churches, they're <laughs> they were crazy a hot mess. <laughs> and, they, and there's messes all over the place. Right. And so, but at the end of the day, I, you may get hurt. Yeah. Um, the church may fail you. Yeah. People may fail you. Um, do your due diligence, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, follow Jesus. Right. If um,
1: he calls you there, then he has a
0: Follow Jesus. Yeah. Because if you have a relationship with him and he's saying, root here, yeah. stay here, yeah. um, serve here, then follow him. Trust him. Because at the end of the day, that's, that's really the message of our sermon today. It's when Jesus says, follow me. Yeah. And for Peter, that meant following him to his death, where he would eventually be crucified upside down. But in all the while, he got to be a part of Pentecost and preaching the gospel and seeing the church explode and encouraging others and making disciples. And it wasn't perfect, and he did fall at one point, right in Galatia. Um, but he was a part, and all all the while, he was with Jesus, and that's what ultimately matters: right. is that you're near Jesus and you're following Jesus wherever he may take you. And so we just hope that this may have encouraged you and you may have more questions now than um, we have time to talk through this morning. And so we would just invite you again, if you've been hurt or you have questions along this line, we'd love to set up a coffee appointment or even breakfast and just talk with you um, and share more of our story and you can ask your questions. But we just hope that this series has been a blessing and that it helps you trust Jesus. Maybe again, And um, that's our heart and that's our prayer. And so thank you for joining us in these last several weeks. And um, we're praying for you, Lodi. We we love you and we are sorry for church hurt, but Jesus is good.
1: He is. He is faithful and he
0: wants more than anything for you to have a relationship with him and follow him. We'll talk to you next week.